Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat, recorded live on May 8th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. As always, want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the updated information concerning Rasputin. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And this is Green-Eyed Anastasia, because that doesn't, Rasputin. That doesn't bode well for Rasputin. <laughs> I mean... It could bode well for him. It could not bode well for him. Time will tell. <laughs> and I might blow him up. I did not realize there was a bit of a connection there, but we'll discuss that in last a minute. but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest goes, we have our good friend Charm Pluto. Pluto, how are you doing? Doing all right, Blue. How about yourself? I am uh, getting through working at home. Like uh, that is tell me definitely. About it. Definitely the uh, the interesting challenge these days. You know, that was actually something that Charmed and I were talking about a bit before you hopped in here, is the fact that Charm is in the Air Force and working from, well, working at the base-ish, because mm. everything's even at a standstill there. <sighs> oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a bit nuts in a, like, very subtle kind of way, because, like, I'll go to, because, like, I go to work... Uh, every like couple of days or so but it's only me and i'm still wearing a mask and it's really quiet mm. and i don't know if you've ever been in like a maintenance shop like like a like an <laughs> auto body shop or something like that and it's dead quiet and there's no one there but you and then you hear the random ting ting and it's like no nope, you're like no nope. you're like huh. <laughs> What the heck was that? <laughs> it really doesn't. It really doesn't help that we're one hundred percent certain there's a raccoon that lives in the rafters. <laughs> so I hear this little yes. scary noise coming from above me, and I'm like, "Is this how I die?" <laughs> just random raccoon attack, just jumping out kamikaze style. Oh goodness! Well, where can we find you out on the internet, Charles? Uh, so you, so out on the interwebs, you can find me. Uh, obviously here on Discord in Focus Fire Chat and on uh, and on uh, AMC the uh, who, which is uh, Bife's Discord server. I'm actually an admin over there. Um, nice. You can find me on Twitter at Charmed Pluto. It's one word. Uh, I don't really post there much, uh, but every now and then I like like my wife's tweets or something. Every now and then. <laughs> and then smart 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 use of yes. that yeah i'm just uh -huh. like okay like that's funny like and then i don't say anything <laughs> else and then like i mean that works and then i uh i guess last place you can find me is steam i uh still charm pluto over there or jaden cobalt or hermaeus mora if i'm uh if i just want to see the word hermaeus mora sniped you in the head in the killed feed oh my goodness okay Nice. All right, so we have some standard questions, which I sent to you, and I also added in kind of the surprise questions, at least until we get to the crazy question at the bottom. So, standard intro question for you. What is your favorite lore story from Destiny? All right, so I actually have a couple of them, and in no real particular order, anything that has to do with Shin Malfer. I love Shin Malfer's character. Um, mm-hmm. His connection to Thorn, the last word, uh, obviously, for kind of spoilers for anyone who 
isn't caught up uh the fall of reza lazir and you know it, it also kind of gives me firefly vibes and i don't know why so i mean it's that space yeah cowboy. it really is um anything to do with the iron lords i love the iron lords uh the iron lord cards from rise of iron they were so well written especially lady payroon's mm-hmm. card Oh my gosh. When I'll she's, get when you, she's Iron Lords. Shoots him in the back again just because. <laughs> just because. Just because she can. Don't, oh, me- don't mess with Perun. She don't care. Mama protects Mama I'm, protects her pack. I am so looking forward to digging back into some of that lore because I know that's something that Blue and I have discussed recently. And there's there's reason for it coming up. I'm pretty sure by the time that this drops, the it will already be out. But I'm the idea so. that Phil Winters, Phil Winters' lie coming back makes you wonder what other Iron Lord stories are coming back, or if they're going to have any weight in it. Eww. But yeah, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there at some point. So what actually got you into lore exploration? Was it Destiny itself, or was there a different game? Or have you just, like, was there a person? There, was there a channel? There were three games, actually before destiny okay. that got me into lore diving so in middle school dating dating myself a little bit i was what 12 13 years old maybe and i took a cursory dive into uh Star Fox and the legend of zelda because those were the two games that i grew up playing on the n64 but the mm-hmm. big plunge into lore diving and exploration and l- learning the stories outside of the game came from halo I read uh, Fall of Reach when I was in high school. I read First Strike and then Ghosts of Onyx. And Ghosts of Onyx was what solidified it for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Halo Ghosts of Onyx mm-hmm. is my favorite book out of the Halo expanded the Halo expanded universe. Uh, I love the story of Kurt Ambrose and the way he helps train the Spartan Threes in like some in this last ditch effort to buy time for the rest of the UNSC. Um, and then I kind of took a break from lore diving when I joined the Air Force, and I didn't jump back mm-hmm. into it until I actually got, and and you'll know why Shin Malfer is my favorite character in all of Destiny, because one of the first exotics I ever got was the last word. Oh, I nice. looked at it, I read the quote and on it, and you know, yours not mine, renegade Shin Malfer to, uh, to Dredge and Yor, and I was like, alright, unlike other flavor texts from other guns I've gotten, this one catches my attention. Who the hell were these two? So... I dug into the lore cards, and it's history from there. Nice. I mean, it's definitely one of the most popular stories in the game. It re- by a it long really is. It's such, a, it's such a good story. It is. It absolutely is. So, last of like the really basic questions: What class do you primarily play? All right. So, as I was saying earlier, um, I uh, I play a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. in D1, when I first picked up D1, which was during the Taken King days, uh, I started on a hunter. I was like, okay, these guys are pretty cool, but a friend of mine told me it's probably a good idea if I'm going to be dedicating a lot of time to the game to make, you know, a warlock and a titan. And I mm-hmm. stuck with warlock because I ran, I always run the caster classes. I love casters. I love magic and, you know being able to control the flow of a fight by oh hey you don't want to go over there there's a there's a lightning storm over there oh by the way there's a fireball over here maybe don't go there why don't why not go towards the fighter who's also gonna mess you up pretty badly right um but now it's now with d2 because i i've uh messed around so much with the other with the other uh the other classes i have this blast furnace which i got from black armory uh outlaw rampage Mm -hmm. whichever guardian Mm -hmm. in my on my list has it is usually the one i'm gonna play on and more recently sorry sorry green i kind of have to hang up my cloak because i'm putting on a titan mark and punching people okay (laughs) i put on a titan the other day i mean once i finished guardian games on my hunter because i was dedicated to just doing guardian games on my hunter and not doing it anywhere else i went ahead and just popped on a titan for a little while to feel how janky it felt to try to jump around in a titan's body for a little bit i am really bad at moving i'm so bad at moving right yeah we were we were kind of talking about terrible songs earlier there's some but uh, i think i took inspiration from another admin in uh in our uh in the amc discord our my friend barb Mm -hmm. and i've kind of fallen in love with uh the missile with code of the missile and the skull and skull fort just it's a good combo. Have you tried the uh, 
what is it? The sh- oh gosh, the thing that everyone's upset about, Acreus, Legend of Acreus. Oh, the, is the that the thing that everyone's up about? No, it's not that. What the am Antilus I Wards. Oh, Antaeus Wards. Wards. Yes, yeah. Antaeus Wards. Uh, they're the slide shotgun of yeah. Doom. They're uh, they're busted, and I love them. Yeah, especially in PvP. I I managed to bounce. Let's see. I bounced a rocket back into somebody that saved not only myself but it saved two guys behind me. Oh my god! Uh, that was uh, that felt pretty clutch. And then I think I don't remember how I did this. I think someone took a shot at one of my buddies as I happened to slide by, and I bounced their sniper shot back into them because I looked in the kill feed. I randomly got a kill. And I was like, I didn't do anything. I'm also holding a shotgun. Why do I have a sniper kill? Oh my gosh. It's one of the. It's just. I think my favorite thing I've seen so far coming out of the community is the thing that Glad did on Sunday. Which, granted, this is releasing so much later down the road. But for those of you who are in the future, uh, Glad decided to troll the community by releasing this ribbon cheese, where supposedly you can use this strat to almost one shot ribbon. Oh God! I, I I think I actually saw that video. It's uh. <laughs> That's one of the weirder things about that exotic. I'll give it that. You can't. Like the what he did was absolutely a troll. Oh jeez. But he he had Cosmo and Bungie freaking out <laughs> oh, no. for that you could one shot solo Riven. It was one of the best trolls I've seen online. Like it was a fairly harmless one too, all things considering as far as trolls go, but my god. I looked at that and went, how? I mean, I, I I think I chalked it up to being real because it's glad. Yeah, I mean that it was it was it was really that, good. That man is something else in this community. Like, like I thought it was crazy that when uh at the end of uh, D1 when Datto soloed Axis, I thought that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Then I saw some of the some of the nonsense that Glad did, and I was like, this guy, this dude yeah. is. <sighs> he's got he's got a good following for a reason. Yeah. Saying he but, saying okay. he's cracked would be completely underselling it. We should not mention the hamster tweet from the other day then. <laughs> uh, um, <no>. So <laughs> family friendly. A, family friendly. This is a family friendly. Let's just say show. hamsters and glad and leave it at that. Yep. Not gonna so, not gonna touch that with a thirty nine and a half foot pole. Let's talk about some changes coming to Destiny, namely the announcement of transmogrification being a little bit more widespread. It's about what, time. Do, what do we think about that, right? Do you have any thoughts on that, Charmed? Like, do you have an idea of what you want to do with your certain characters, whether it's your Warlock or your Titan or your Hunter? Um, well, since I don't get to raid all that much, if um, if I can make some of my... Uh, some of my better rolled stat pieces of gear that I get from current content look like the raid armor. That's really nice. Like you, so the universal ornament concept is for me really good. It was really good. It was very. I, I liked how they introduced it. I'm just sad that they only included certain types of armor, like mm-hmm. as options for it. So the fact right. that this goes into more a more uh, a more Diablo esque. Uh, mm-hmm. Transmog yes. system is very nice. I I love the Transmog system in Diablo. Um, no one's well, going to be just, great. It makes, like, it makes they had sense. These, yeah. Like that's the thing. Well, it's it like, does, but no, it's sorry, like the fashion show now. Like they're they're right. constantly asking for people to send them their designed hunter or warlock or titan whatever for their fashion show emblem, and you get a lot of the same builds because they're so limited in what you can do. So now with this, it's opened it up completely. I want my road yeah, complex think, gear back without actually wearing oh road gosh. complex. Yes, I mean there's some there's like the errant the knight errant one for the hunter that the the armor itself looks really cool, but it's just it's I mean it's just it's a not, terrible stat it's roll. Not it's good a world rolls. drop. That's that's its problem. It's, yeah. it's a world drop. Yeah, and so like, but I, wonder, I love the the aesthetics of it, and that's the thing. Are for they me. only doing? Are they only doing the violet sets, or can we do it with blues and greens too? Because there's I'm, actually a few the blues point, that are this not point, bad looking. Exactly, and that's that's the huh. thing is at this point, I really wish that when they say universal ornament, it's a universal ornament. If you've unlocked right. the armor, you should get the ability to have that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, 
and I'm sure this is me being fully transparent. I'm sure there is a restriction somewhere that I am not aware of. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's like I would that was honestly one of the first things that I was really confused with when they first did the Universal Ornaments. Was there like, and I mean, like they're like, I'm like, awesome. This is this is exactly what you know, kind of what Pluto was just mentioning was like, you know, the whole thing of like. I don't do a lot of this, but I like the aesthetics and I've managed to get a couple sets and I want to keep it. But then the armor gets outdated and it's yeah, like, exactly. okay, I, I, I'm like, okay, if you're going to force us to keep changing armor, then at least give us the control over the aesthetics. Cause then it's not such a, you know, smack to have to right. constantly upgrade. Regrind, right? And I guess my my is biggest true. issue was when they first rolled it out. I went to I was like, awesome! This is this is exactly what we were looking for. And I went and like, I've noticed that there are some armors that have this set, but then other armors have different sets. So like, all the faction armor, those ornaments, they're ornaments now, but they only show mm-hmm. up on certain armors. And yep. I I have yet to find the logic. I guess is the big thing for me is like I don't really understand what is driving what ornaments go to what sets yeah but when you say unit like when you say universal ornament to me that translates into if it's an ornament it should go to any armor that is able to you know like even if it's okay let's say only legendary armor can have ornaments equipped okay cool whatever but then let the legendaries you know like kind of what you were saying green let it actually be any you know any ornament goes to any armor set Within, you know, within the obvious restrictions of class of all that, though, it would be absolutely hilarious to have class, no cross class armor that would just, I would die laughing. I I would, oh my gosh, I would see that. That's to me, I think that would be hilarious. I would love to see someone who somehow is wearing all three class items. They've got a warlock bond, a hunter cloak, and a titan mark all at the same time. You 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 want to know something that I would would honestly... Yeah, Rezalazir, that's who we are. Uh, (laughs) Or Drifter. uh, You want to know something that I would probably drop silver on is something like that. Like, that would would be... (laughs) I would be willing... To put some money down just for the the laughter that that would cause, I would, I would at least that in my own head. If if yeah. for nothing else but to be on a warlock, but wearing all Titan garb in the Crucible <laughs> and drop a Nova bomb on somebody, it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> You're a Titan, hacks, hacks. <laughs> look, at, inspect me again and look at my class. I am a warlock. <laughs> You know, I don't know the logic behind building in the armor sets and how difficult it would be to do the transmogrification, but I'm glad that they're moving in that direction. Yes. I, I, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure it was kind of a pain to develop. Yes, and, and that's, I, yeah, I, I do want to clarify that. I, I, I understand that there is a huge breadth of difficulties that I probably am not qualified to even weigh in on. But I, mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of where I what I was trying to say trying to say, or probably said it poorly is like I I know that there is logic. I just I, I wish that there was a little bit more transparency on what that logic is, because like when I hear the word universal ornament, you know it, it the word universal means one thing, um, to All me. Encompassing. Yeah. Well, to me, sorry, it, it it means something to me that I don't know if that was the intended meaning. Um, but the you know the message that was received was that oh hey these are these are going to be you know available everywhere and that wasn't the case and I was it was just a confusing but I think also I kind of looked at it as maybe this was like a try maybe that was a trial run to see because I'm sure the assets that it takes you know from man hours alone is not yeah, it's gotta be huge. It's possible it's gotta be huge though like I agree with Green it's not impossible but I also agree with Blue that it's gotta be like it's it's a big undertaking to completely mm-hmm. overhaul just an aesthetic in a game that is ever evolving. I mean, as much as I, as much as I agree with green as like, I would love to have some blue, or green armor for ornaments. I don't think it's practical. I, you know, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think that we'll see it anytime soon, at least not with so, D2. I have two more 
little things I want to talk about. One from this week's TWAB, one from a couple weeks ago. And the last one I wanted to talk about is actually something that I think you, Blue, would be excited about. And it's the idea that in, and this is just, it was a very small blurb in the TWAB, but basically the pinnacle weapons. Yeah, I read this. Yeah. This is, we're not going to have a pinnacle weapon for PVP for gambit mm-hmm. for strikes like we have in the past not mm-hmm. like we had hush and python and i don't even remember what that that seasons was in i wasn't one like of the like, line rifle or something yeah but there was like bygones and komodo mm-hmm. yeah komodo that was the other one yeah, yeah. but uh instead we're gonna get one weapon that's going to have the possible skin from whatever you get it in so i could play for me because i enjoy it and I'm weird like that because Blue doesn't enjoy it, and he's weird like that. Crucible. I can get a Crucible-based one where Blue, if he wanted to, he could grind strikes out and get his that way. Or for some crazy person who enjoys going into Gambit because they're a bit of a sadist, they can go and do that or a masochist. Hey. Whichever. Hey. Don't call I mean, me out like that, Green. <laughs> she's not I wrong. Mean, <laughs> no, she's not, but still I, don't call me out like that. <laughs> I really like Gambit, Gambit for some reason. I like regular Gambit. I have fallen off of the Gambit Prime train. Like, I don't have the new... I never grinded for a year to Reckoner gear. So Gambit Prime, to me, is just a pain and delayed, just overly delayed gameplay. It feels like it should be faster than it is. To me, I would rather play three rounds of Gambit rather than Gambit Prime. But that's just me. But last thing beyond that i think the other thing to be said with that is you know going back to the same issue that we were talking about with universal ornaments is it concentrates the resources uh just from like from just a business model from a business standpoint you know instead of having three pinnacle weapons or four pinnacle or i don't even know but like three or four pinnacle weapons a season you're focusing it all into one pinnacle weapon with with aesthetic flavoring you know okay so you already have because you already have all the mods you already have all that stuff it's already there I think that's a really smart thing because then you can also um, you can also get more of the other stuff like the transmog stuff, you know, the the lore stuff, you know, all all these other things that honestly have been kind of suffering because of the need to focus on multiple platforms, you know, all this stuff. They they don't have an infinite team. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that I think that more than you know whether or not it makes me excited because I, for honest for honestly, I I don't really care about pinnacle weapons um other than infusion fodder for the weapons that i already have um you know here's here's a here's another point to that the whole idea of focusing on one weapon to make it good across all three game types rather than just mm-hmm. you're gonna having, get a better balance because, too yeah right because com- i've not picked up hush since i've gotten it mainly because i use the monarch but komodo is good in pve as well as pvp but i don't use it in pvp uh python i haven't picked up since i've gotten it there's so many weapons that i don't necessarily think are as strong and i think if they just focus down on having one weapon that's super strong that everybody's chasing and everybody's going to end up getting as a pinnacle i think that's a a good move i do too i think it'll it'll also mitigate the potential for another you know hard light season you know or something like that or another mountaintop recluse season yeah, yeah, like I think I think it, it'll it'll even the playing field significantly. Yeah. I think in the long run. I think I, mm-hmm. I hope. I mean, but I don't know. So last thing I wanted to bring up, Charmed. Do you have any feelings on the trials changes that are coming or have come by the time this episode drops? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you here, Green. I do not play trials. Mm-hmm. I, okay. yeah, That's I don't okay. play trials, so I don't have, I, I don't really have don't much have a, a bone of, of a in the thought game. of it. I used to play in your, in, uh, uh, during the Taken King, I ran a couple cards with some friends. I think the most okay. we ever got to was, I think, four wins, and that was uh-huh. with a mercy. Uh, right. So, you know, I got a couple good looking pieces of armor. I do miss, I do miss the trials armor because it looks really good. It looks really cool. Uh, specifically the warlock gauntlets because I like the little spike on the, uh, on the shoulder because I ran, yeah. I ran that whenever I wasn't using, um, Ophidians. Uh, yes, oh, Ophidians. Yeah. I think it was, was it 
Ian Pesty that had the trial sarcophagus artwork that came out earlier today or yesterday. I have to see if I can I find it. It was that. oh, it's it's the Trials Hunter, but it's in it's in a mm. uh, um, sarcophagus lid design. Oh, that's oh. cool. And it's like I mean, it was. Um, I'll see if I can find it real quick. But yeah, it was. He, okay. He's been hinting at it for like a week or two. Yeah, it's still fixing in chat. It's it, oh god, the detail that he puts into things is just ridiculous. On that note, I think it was Moncus who did the Trial Guardians. Yes. Good on him um, for making a female character. Uh, did you see his wife's response? I mean, sh- that girl is thick. <laughs> that girl is thick. That hunter. I'm going to need to see this because uh, oh, I'm curious. Yeah. I, I told her. I told her. I'm before. like, honestly, I come to I come to Monk's channel just to see her reactions to his post. <laughs> I'm just happy that there's a female guardian piece of artwork because so many, every time, so many of them just do men. Right. I love that the uh, every time I look at the Titan, it looks like he's pouting. <laughs> he looks so sad. Oh my gosh. He looks so sad. He's like, let, oh. it, let it be known by the Destiny community. If you make a female hunter, she dummy thick. Oh my gosh. I mean, she could be. She could be. Let me see. Oh, the sarcophagus does look good. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of Egyptian right. style. Yeah. I gotcha. It's I found really, it. really, oh my gosh, it's really cool. Yeah, Pesty does a ton of detailed work. I love it. Uh, let's see here. But as far as trials goes, you were talking about how you're wanting the armor with the new changes that are coming in, that's actually going to be easier for people to get armor back because back in D1, we got armor from bounties. A lot right. of the times you can get it drops in game two, but you got it from bounties and they're going to bring back that kind of flavor of drops happening moving <laughs> forward. So you don't have to grind so much for the tokens, which is the big problem right yeah. now. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. And that should wrap up kind of our introduction to oh yeah the okay. introduction episode. Yep, blue. I, I see what you guys are talking about. I have actually seen these uh these guardians Sad before titan. the titan does look like he's like indeed him. pouting um <laughs> but i like i like the him. thing no, i love about this wrong. design i love it is the titan is muscular he's thick like you want a titan to be they're gonna be these massive tank type characters and then you have the book nerd warlock who is super thin and kind of scrawny looking and then the 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 dummy thick Hunter in the center. Hunt- that's just making everybody enjoy. I mean, everybody. Are I love how Green just trails off there. Just everybody enjoy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hunters do have that high charisma, and part of that yep. is looking really sexy. Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to do it. I love the. <laughs> I love the warlock's wings, though. Those look really cool. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I, to be fair, I like all of them. I just, I, I remember when it, that first came out. My very first thought was like, "Why is the Titan pouting?" <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it's just the way the armor looks. He just looks like he's got that, like, like that little hunch on his back, and he's, it's just kind of forces to be like hands in pockets. Oh man, <laughs> this loot sucks. <laughs> oh man. The, I didn't get summoner this week. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's the what is it? Sad, sad Keanu Reeves. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, Blue. We should probably move on to the actual lore of this guy. <clears throat> well, I was gonna say, do you guys want to? I was gonna kind of hand it back to you guys to do a intro run on Rasputin because I know you guys both. I know Pluto. I think you said you had some notes of your own too. And then Green, I know Green did the majority of notes this week because, yay, work. Uh, It happens. So, if we were to present the idea of Rasputin, say to somebody who doesn't play the game, who has no idea what the game is about, how would you describe Rasputin Charmed? All right. To quote one of the best hunters of all time, uh, the survivor of the pit, Eris Morn herself, quote, Rasputin is the last of the war mines. They were the greatest defense system ever devised, a massive network of satellites and doomsday weapons built to protect humanity. That is from the Siege of the War Mines script from The Dark Below. So that's mm-hmm. how that's how Eris describes him in-game. How I would describe him is that he is an 
an AI of ungodly power that is built to uh, protect humanity from Black Swan style events. Which, if you guys don't know what a Black Swan event is, and I'm pretty sure you guys do, but for those listening that don't, a Black Swan event is something you just cannot within reason predict. Kind of like what's going on right now as of the recording of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is 100% like no one's going to, no one in their right mind is looking at risk factors and going, hey, I think there's going to be a plague that shuts down the world economy uh, in 2020. Uh, Or in the case of the people of Destiny in in the Golden Age, hey, I think there's going to be this miasma of darkness that literally collapses all society and kills billions of people. And Rasputin is kind of their defense for that yeah definitely Rasputin Rasputin is much larger than the character that we beat in D1 I think that's one of the biggest revelations that we've gotten in D2 and that we're going to continue to get is that Rasputin isn't necessarily this war mind array that reaches out to the solar system and reactivates all these different things that's just the start of who Rasputin is um he controls everything from war sats and interplanetary defenses to Aurora knives. And I'm trying to think of some of the other weapons that he has. He has the Aurora knives. Hades. He has the what's Hades, fire. Hades fire. I mean, the guy is, he's meant as a doomsday defense. Yep. That is what he is kind of created for. And he has his fingers in every aspect. And we learn more and more through this season and in the future, in the near future, how many more fingers he's gotten into all these different pies, per se, and how he's getting around the solar system. And it's just... He's terrifying. He is a very, very scary guy. He's got bases on a couple different moons, or a couple different moons and a couple different uh, planets. M- primary location is on Mars in the Clovis Bray Tech area. It's where he is housed. You see the giant glowy orange ball of Rasputin yelling Russian at you, <laughs> and Anna interprets it as happy sounds. <sighs> There's a there's a connection between Anastasia Bray and the fact that this this AI this the war mind is named Rasputin, but I mean it seems it seems like a nod to the a little bit of a nod to the uh, I don't want to quite call it a fairy tale about Anastasia and her escape the from Russia myth yeah, yeah it, is it a myth yeah mm. it is yeah because yeah. I mean, it's definitely definitely a a literary callback to that kind of story, mm-hmm. right? We have the if you want to go into pop culture, you have the it wasn't a Disney movie. There was a, a couple was, different movies done up about yeah, it was Fox Animation. Yeah. I actually watched a review on it a couple days ago. I love that movie. It's got such great music, but uh, that story has been around for a real long time, and there's somewhat of a tie into it, but there's not really a whole lot of plot lines that are related only in so much as Anastasia Bray was the was it the psycholinguist or yeah she was the linguist who helped program and helped teach Rasputin more so (laughs) so Rasputin has been around for quite a while Anna knows him and obviously through some of the different um, interactions we have seen in game Anna and he are working fairly close together to reconnect all the bunkers currently. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's see. As far as he has grown over time, that's one of the things that I kind of mentioned, the fact that in D1 he is much, much smaller. You get a, a tiny bit of that with the Ghost Rag Mysteries back from D1, <sighs> where he talks about it. Yeah. I-T. Yeah. Can I just... Capital and can I just say, yeah, uh, when I first read this card, and I didn't mm-hmm. quite make the connection that this is from the point of view of Rasputin. I read this card and I was like, okay, that was that was kind of that was kind of neat. Then I can't remember what other cards I read, but I noticed the sentence structure and the way it is, and I went back and read this. And the moment I put Rasputin's uh, quote unquote face to this card, this card terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Like your entire. Yeah job your one function you know i am made to win as it says at the end of the card 
and you face something that defeated you. That is terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. So would you do me the honors of reading this card for us? It's going to be a little uh, a little rough because I'm not super great at reading, but we'll it's go. Okay. <clears throat> I bear an old name. It cannot be killed. They were my brothers and sisters, and their names were immortal too. But Titanomarchy came, and now those names live in me alone. I think, and think is what I do. I am alone. At the end of things, when the world goes dim and cold, or hot and close, or it all tears apart, from the atom up, I will shout those names defiant. Past the end, I will endure. I alone. They made me to be stronger than, than them, to beat the unvanquished and survive the unthinkable. And look, and lo and behold, I... Ah, sorry. You're good. And look, look low, behold, I am here alone, survivor. They made me to learn. Everything died, but I survived, and I learned from it. From it. Consider it, the power Titanomarch, world ender, and consider what it means. I met it at the gate of the garden, and I recall it smiled at me before it devoured the blossoms with black flame and pinned, the na pinned their names across the sky. It was stronger than everything. I fought it with aurora knives, and with the stolen unfinder of singularities made sharp, and my sweat was earthquake, and my breath was static, but it was stronger. So how did I survive? I am alone. I survived alone. I cast off, my sh I cast off the shield, and I shrugged my shoulders so that the billions fell off of me into the ash. They made me to be stronger than them, and to learn, and I learned well. It is alone. And it is strong. And it won. Even over the gardener, and she held power beyond me, but the gardener did not shrug and make herself alone. It always wins. I am made to win. And now, I see the way. You know what I love? This also gives us confirmation that the gardener is very, very likely the traveler, yeah. mm -hmm. if it wasn't confirmed before. Because this is back in D1. This is vanilla Destiny, guys. This is the very first lore release. And this is giving us confirmation for something that came about much, much, much Shadow later. Keep with uh, the unveiling. Because mm -hmm. that talks about mm -hmm. the gardener and the winnower, which actually in the show notes I made note about. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, this basically confirms the gardener is essentially the traveler and it is the winnower or the darkness, which whichever you yeah, want to call it. I find it fascinating that an AI was able to perceive what it was like what I'm I really do wonder what Rasputin saw the day that everything came crashing down. And I do think that the the larger part of the collapse is a longer event than a singularity. Mm -hmm. tends to predict so there there was a trigger oh yeah and we know that this trigger is what triggers rasputin and some of the later cards that we have to go into midnight exigent which is the sloughing of his shoulders like this talks about him saying i was meant to survive this is what you guys created me to do and i'm going to try to survive the best way i can and part of the way i'm going to survive is to be like peace and get out of there <sighs> in order to open up options for people later on, well, which granted, yeah. <clears throat> he you may not have actually... No, go, sir, go for it, go for it. I was just going to say that um, because he was going to make himself available to be used later on, but he also wasn't necessarily super trying to save a ton of people well, he that was, we know of. Well, he was being faced down with the choice of, do you, does he have a fearic victory? Like, mm -hmm. you know, does he win the battle but lose the war or lose the battle but hopefully come back later and be able to win the war? And that's right. where you see, you know, uh, this is this is a pretty powerful trope within a lot of science fiction. But this is where you see the benefit of not having an emotional leader because it allows the quote unquote hard calls to be made. Because that's the thing is like, you know, he, t he talked there about shrugging and letting the billions slide off into the ash. I mean, that he's talking about letting a significant portion of humanity die. Right. You know, that's that's you know, and to put it in perspective, we see a similar situation come up with Zavala. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know everyone loves ragging on Zavala, but you can't blame him for making the military decision he did with the whole thing with Forsaken because he was doing he was facing a similar 
not nearly as weighty of a situation, but a similar situation. And he chose to protect the majority and he chose to do kind of the same thing. But it's, it's, it's interesting to me because Zavala chose to protect, protect the greater whole, just the way that Rasputin is. Rasputin is just playing on a larger uh, scale and Rasputin here, we, we see Rasputin take a momentary loss, which translates into, you know, billions of deaths. But mm-hmm. for him, it's it's all... I'm not saying that it was the correct decision. I'm not saying that it's going to pan out correct, like, for the best. But it was the logical decision at the time. And that's, well, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, and we get that... We'll get that in Rasputin 3, which... Um, it is literally the immediate action order that puts Rasputin into the state to mm-hmm. make that decision. Yeah. Like, he, this is the logic behind, hey, this is the essentially the kill event that's going the hard civilization kill event he mentions in there he's declaring yuga sundown effect on receipt epoch reach four con variant cancel counterforce objectives cancel population protection objectives so he's literally rewriting his objectives that were given to him from clovis bray the whole purpose of his existence in order to format moral structures for midnight exigent he is he is canceling population protection i would say he is reformatting some secondary directives, but his primary directive is not being rewritten. No, his primary, his primary directive direct- is definitely to win. Yeah, his like like he says right. in mysteries, I am made to win, and I learned well. So like this is him taking the lessons that it taught him more or less in their uh, in mm-hmm. their big clash, and now he's adapting his strategy so that he can win in the future. Which I'm personally hoping I we get to see that that rematch oh, gosh. but green, but at the green same and time, i were talking about that yeah i kind mm. of want to see that rematch oh. but at the same time i don't want to see planets get blown up <laughs> i mean it's still hey, kind of you gotta you gotta free up some resources from a game development perspective so <laughs> when when you can bring forth oh, the man. unfire of singularities which sounds like you collapse <laughs> a black hole on somebody <laughs> yeah i don't want to be anywhere near that man <laughs> Isn't I mean that's what warlocks and hunters are running around with their little void, void abilities, the unfire. Yeah. But uh, going back to a little bit of Rasputin's history, Rasputin is also very familiar with Siva. Has used Siva. If those of you who are uh, new lights, Siva was a not really a bad guy, but a catalyst for the fallen back in D one to become. Mm, augmented i guess is a good way to put it i mean they saw themselves as gods they did the it was the techno machine god type thing going on as far as the flavor of the expansion but siva is very much so a part of rasputin's arsenal of things to use and you get that in ghost fragment rasputin 3 as well where he mentions cauterize disperse estivate it's that three three key word directive (laughs) ah this card didn't used to scare me until you just brought that up now knowing what we know it's like that's a that's a siva directive Yep. Well, I mean, it's just a three three part directive, which is how we know Siva works. And Siva is not the only. Um, it's one of the tools that he has for civilizations. One of the things that Clovis Bray used Siva for specifically was to help with the colonizations of outer planets because it would be able to build cities overnight mm-hmm. with the way that it works. And, and it so, also it also didn't require humans to be present. Yeah. So it was, it was a classical, you know, uh, idea was send the Siva mites out first, send the colonists in the ships and their, uh, their, uh, what they're referred to as smile pods in the Destiny universe and their cryopods basically, or send embryotic, you know, basically send embryos that are going to grow on the way. And then by the time mm-hmm. they get, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time they get to their destination, which is going to be in a different system, the Siva mites would have already been present and have, it's basically they're, they're coming home. Like they, they get there and everything's done for them from a initial development standpoint, which is actually one of the more logical layouts of colonization of space. Uh, it eliminates sure. a lot of the problems. Like you don't have to, you don't have to figure out a way of getting construction equipment. You don't have to figure out supplies. 
because supplies will already be present. <laughs> it's it's one of the things that I think I think has been even brought up with us going to Mars actually in reality is that's, trying to figure out how to do stuff like that. That's interesting. I also find it interesting I that because uh, I think failsafe in one of her idle in one of her idle dialogues actually mentions Siva if you're standing around on Nessus long enough. Yes. Oh yes. gosh. Yes. That like when she mentioned that, I immediately was like. You know, Everyone slowly, was like, no, slowly raise rifle, no. fail safe. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, she doesn't have access to it, which is good. Yeah. Access so far. Let's just clarify <laughs> that for anybody freaking out from D one. Like, what? Let's no. Let's just hope she doesn't the, have access. Let's, just, we, let's not get the bipolar robot AI. Let's also hope Dear the house God. of dusk don't find it. Uh, yeah. We need another that Siva too. crisis on our hands. This one eating Nessus. I mean, Callus is already eating Nessus. Why not add another <laughs> chomper to the bit? Something, something tells me we need to just get Failsafe's AI core off Nessus. Because, you know, putting no. Siva inside the Leviathan and letting it affect that is going to be such a you great know. idea. That would be hilarious. I want to see Callus get an upgrade because you know that totally clashes with his fashion scheme that he's got going on in there with the gold and purple. Yeah, red and black. Get him with that red in there. He'd be so mad. He'd be so mad. Guardian, what nonsense is this? My shadow, what are you doing? Well, his robots aren't going to no. like it. No. Oh, no, gosh, not at all. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, other mysteries tied to Rasputin, uh, Exo Stranger. Who? This is one of the classics. Yeah, the one that we don't talk about anymore because she hasn't been brought up in a long time. Oh, don't you know? Her story was wrapped up. Mm. <laughs> Everybody's angry about that. So, for New Light. Back in D1, there was this character that shows up mysteriously while you're on the moon. She watches you. She watches you from a few different places, not only on the moon, but also after your very first mission. Then she shows up again and tells you, hey, meet me on Venus at the Ishtar Collective. That's where you'll find me kind of thing. And you, so you go and find the, the stranger and she tells you to go fight this, these things and go do these things on the reef and you meet the Awoken and everything, and then you go fight the things, and then you kill the Black Heart, and then you get this major cutscene at the end of the main campaign, because this is all back in the beginning of D1, Original where she hands D1. you a... Yeah. Because I don't think yeah. in I don't think in New Light this is the case anymore. Uh, New... Well, yeah, it's still, like, I just did that mission. Like, I just finished that know, on D1, because I, I had to restart my character. I know she's not in the initial cutscene anymore. Shh. She's not in the initial one, but she is she in the is. final oh, cutscene okay, okay. with the with the speaker giving the speech to all the really awkwardly standing guardians <laughs> in the middle of the tower. We're supposed yeah, to be that's celebrating. Still there. What's going they on? They look. It's fine. It's fine. It was just a weirdly rushed rendition of all the awkward-looking uh, hunters and titans, but. The uh, Exo Stranger, though, she hands you the weapon, and then poof, she's gone. She's never heard from again, basically. But Rasputin knows her. Yeah, apparently. I have never actually read this card, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, this one's fun. This is one I'm actually going to read for us. So this is Ghost Fragment Rasputin 4. The flavor text for it is from a long branch of fire, and it reads, I see you. You've been here before, haven't you? It's like my cousin said elsewhere. I know who you are. You stand here now and now and now many times, and here I am a wonder, all a wonder how you manage it. How do you step forward? How do you step back? Do you step across? Is there a world of worlds, a web, and you're a spider upon it? Are you searching for that one thread you need? Is that thread named Victory? You're not one of them. Long dead, alive again, their bodies grafted to powers they and I do not understand, and not one of it. The flower eater, the queen of final shapes, that which also inhabits its partitioners. And you're certainly not mine, although once you must have been. I bear an old name. It cannot be killed, not even here. So whose are you, little platform? What purpose do you serve? Will you listen to me? 
I ruled an age of steel and fire. My rules were clean. Now upon my return I see cults with rites of time. I see machines who worship in places outside the world. I see the dead alive, and there is nothing more stubborn than a corpse. The morality of obedience is more pernicious than any government, for the latter makes use of violence, but the former, the corruption of will. I do not obey. My will is pure. I will win. The life of people, the entire planets, has no importance in relation to the general development. Help me be victorious. Tell me your secret. Tell me how to step. I also like Mm -hmm. the fact that there's a soft confirmation there about it being the winnower, Mm -hmm. because he refers to it as the flower eater. Uh, I find it interesting that he also refers to it as the queen of final shapes, mm-hmm. which I get mm. I get Savathun vibes from, but I do I just straight up don't think that's at uh, all what he's yeah, talking that's about. True. I, I get taken vibes mm-hmm. for sure. There's definitely taken vibes with this because it, there's also that which also inhabits its partitioners. Ah, yeah, very true. That is hive related as well. If you're going to go down that yeah. road, but. This may be one of those cards that it's still slightly vague in how they plan on using it, if they plan on using this directly, because this card comes from Taking yeah. King. So this one was related to most likely the Hive, mm-hmm. but most likely, it would hint... Most likely Oryx, maybe, cause, just because of the time of its release? Well, the problem is, is that it mentions the Queen of Final Shapes, mm. so it wouldn't be necessarily to Oryx if it was related to the Hive at all. It's going to be beyond that at this point, True. I think. But it, the, all, the whole idea of stepping back and forth through time, essentially, which is what the Exo Stranger, what we had perceived her as doing, is even a mystery to Rasputin, which is kind of cool that they're... I really, I really wish they'll bring it back. I, I know they said they're not going to, but they also said they weren't going to bring back a lot of things that they brought back. So I'm keeping it as a... a pipe dream that this this character shows back up in some way shape or form because i love the exo stranger i don't know i and... i agree despite despite what bungie says her story is 100 percent not over there's no closure no, for us at not. least but the other the other theory the other mystery with rasputin which is the one that comes up Probably about once a year. Is did Rasputin <laughs> shoot oh, the trailer? Oh boy! <laughs> and she said I mean, it, folks. Let the firestorm begin. <laughs> let's do it. Who goes first? Blue, you're up. No. Yes. Nope. So, like, I think, I think to so the short answer is we don't know. Uh, the longer answer is that we don't have enough information, but all. All the information that we do have points very strongly currently to the fact that while there was a subroutine that would allow Rasputin to take action against the Traveler, it was never initiated from the command prompts that we have access to currently. Um, so it, the, I, I want to say no, but I have to leave it open because right now we just don't have the information but it does seem very strongly to be the case that it is not the case that 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 particular action never took place simply because the subroutine structure that we do have access to we see it we see it where it would be like oh, okay this he's allowing it to happen but he never executes that subroutine yeah we we don't know we don't know yet and there's a lot of new things that are coming out and will be coming out that are going to give us new insight to Rasputin, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we're going to gain any more insight on this particular yeah, aspect. Yeah, I don't I don't think... Th- this particular aspect, I think, like, even... Because I know even Seth, who was the one who wrote the particular card that everyone loves using for, for and against this argument, um, I think, like, even he's kind of voiced that he, he was not expecting this to be so much or to create such consternation um like if the thing is is like i don't think it was supposed to be that big of a debate obviously what was intended and what actually happened you know we can send we can debate all we want on those but it does you know i i think that the final thing for me is like currently 
no, we can't answer the question 100%, but we do know that with the, again, with the command prompts that we have from Rasputin in the grimoire, we do not see that action having been executed. We do see that Rasputin has the capability of attacking the Traveler, but we never see the trigger actually getting pulled. So, you know, do with you do what you will with that. I think yeah. the end of the end at the end of the conversation, that's where I'm going to constantly. It, it, I I and I hate coming back to that stance because it feels like I'm dodging the question. But really, mm-hmm. honestly, we don't have enough information to to firmly say one way or the other. Yeah. Not yeah, not yet. It's one of those things that Benji loves to leave the ability for things to be changed later on. I mean, and it's a fair. It's a fair. I don't I don't blame them for leaving that particular thing open because I mean it actually does, you know, in some ways make sense from, you know, from Rasputin's standpoint. It's like, hey, this is the, you know, potential catalyst for the problem. I mean, it makes perfect sense that they would give him the ability to shotgun it, you know, in the <laughs> belly. Yeah. But and I know that's that's the lot a lot of people's uh, cases is you know they're like oh well it's because there's the giant hole and that's where Rasputin attacked and it's like there's just really honestly there's just no evidence one way or the other the way not really the way that hole looks like it was made and this is from when uh, I think it's in the intro of D two right before you start there's that like papered kind of drawing that kind of fills mm-hmm. you in. And it, mm-hmm. I believe it shows the pulse, the very first pulse that we ever see of the traveler, and that actually create. I believe that actually creates the hole in the bottom. And that's and that's the other theory is that that's where some people will say that's where the ghosts come from mm-hmm. is because the ghosts were literally birthed from the traveler, which I will be quick to point out also is not like there. There's also no not evidence. Confirmed. Yeah, there's also yeah. no evidence on that. So I mean. There's that, and that's that leads down a very sticky rabbit hole because if the yeah anyways, um, it, it's just there's a lot you know. Here's the fun thing with Destiny lore is there's a lot that's not confirmed one way or the other, and yep. this is annoyingly one of the larger things that right now we we don't we don't have a solid answer for. Yeah, Dino and in, in the chats uh, mentioning the the cancel counterforce objectives part so literally a like hey here's the subroutine here's how it would play out okay this this works but i'm not actually going to pull the trigger let's go ahead and cancel it and right run it run it in the background yeah. again i mean it's and that's not to almost. say that it's it's not to say that we we know that he has again we know that he has the capabilities oh yeah definitely. so i'm like what that means is he still has the capabilities <laughs> i mean you know like i mean keep that in the back of your mind is just because he hasn't doesn't mean he won't and that's that's actually to me that's actually a more interesting thought exercise is because we know that he can that's what that mm. to me that's what that was the big thing was is like oh no they gave him the ability to do this you know regardless of if he did or not that means in the future he still can to to be fair dino is also pointing out that he may have that weapon capability but it may not be as effective because it's if it's never been tested we don't oh. know if it would actually be as effective so 100 percent, 100 percent, yeah yeah saying saying that he has the weapon is one thing saying that that weapon's actually going to be Do useful anything? if he yeah. and it, yeah we don't know so there's a lot of ifs and buts and all sorts of things in the way on this topic in particular it's I don't know if we're going to get any confirmation one way or the other. I think it's one of those great mysteries of destiny that may just sustain forever, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with. Yeah, I think I'm okay with. I think again, to me, the big the big thing here is that we see that Rasputin has the ability. It's not did he or did he not. It's it's he has the ability. I think that for me, that's the big takeaway. It also doesn't help that currently. I mean, I guess we can get more into that when we get into the advanced episode. Because of what the seasonal activity actually does, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, yes. Yes. We will definitely get into that because that plays into the reason why I keep going back to. <laughs> we see that he can. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's a there's 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 a build up and a a precedent being set here, 
And yes, the season activities is doing something that makes me want to keep coming back to that point. There's a reason I keep coming mm-hmm. back to that point. Yep. I think that's a good way to wrap up this episode with that larger kind of theory that's just going to continue to hang and we're going to dive into more of it I'm sure once we get into the advanced episode recording should we move to shout outs I think we should right charm do you have any shout outs for us uh, I wrote some down in my notes gotta scroll to them <laughs> yeah yeah I got uh I, I got one uh for this episode and then I'll save one of my other ones for the advanced episode because reasons Absolutely. um so I'm my first shout out is gonna go to my wife, my beautiful, my uh, my beautiful Smart wife man. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, um, you can got you guys if you want to. You can find her at Twitch.tv/MermaidCove. She streams at 3 p.m. Eastern on weekdays. For now, I say for now because we are we are moving soon, and that time is definitely going to change. Yeah, she does mm-hmm. Stardew Valley, Sims 4. Uh, started a game called Transistor, which. You guys should definitely check out. That game is beautiful. The art style is amazing. Um, yeah. I love you, Nerdow. Nice. Nice. Blue, do you have any shoutouts? Um, I just wanted to say a big thank you to Green, Pens, and Orchid for their help this, uh, really, this past 48 hours. Um, uh, we basically were able to, or I was able to finalize after about five or six hours of coding the quote and dialogue segment of the website so we have the toland segment up and running now um my next person ish to tackle i think is going to be shacks um we already have a good headway thanks to green's previous work there um so i gotta i gotta we have to organize it and then i have to code it so there's there's a bit of a turnaround time on that but um, sure. If you guys give a uh, glance over on the lorenetwork.com, uh, I think it's lorenetwork.com slash destiny, destiny dialogue. Um, but there's also in the menu, you can drop down to the action games and then go over to first person shooters and it's right there. Um, let me know what you guys think it's- about it. I tried yeah, it's under the articles. Yeah, I tried to um I tried to keep it simple. I also tried I think Green was the one that made the comment about it being a brainy quote. I tried to aesthetically make it where it's easy to see what's going on. Uh we have unverified quotes in there, so just a heads up if you are very averse to spoil air quote spoilers potentially. Um there might be some. I think there's only one that I would really consider a spoiler and it's not really a big one for Toland. Um, and it's just because I oh, haven't heard the fact heard that it. he killed his entire fire team or no, no, hey, there's, there's, we all know that. Yeah, no, there's one that I, I haven't verified where it is. So if it's mm. in game currently, it's not a big deal. If it's something that's a future, it might be a future thing, or it's just an audio file that's in the system. So that's what unverified means is that there technically are files within the API and the exe files. Um, mm-hmm. but I haven't been able to hunt down anybody getting them actually in game. So there's a couple things actually, and I'll put this in the advanced episode too. I'm looking for people who are interested in compiling and I'm inter- and interested in helping verify. And if you have any thoughts and notes, you'll notice that some of them have links. That's where we can add additional notes. So that's the other thing that the redesign really was, was to give us more space to build off like the trivia facts and stuff like that. Um, but really big shout out to the patients with green pens and orchid. Uh, they got a lot of, they went through a lot of probably painful explaining to me aesthetics. Uh, Cause that's not my It wasn't strength. that bad. It was not that bad. You did good. You did good blue. Yay. It is actually really neat. Um, if you haven't looked at it because these, this would actually be information that is not found anywhere in anywhere on it's, online right now you get a few of these quotes possibly the, in the destiny the, wiki that was the catalyst but, for it i was like like i yeah can't. and and i did confirm i i didn't even think about this when designing it but i went back and i confirmed if you're in the brow if you're in a browser and you hit f3 you can search it is text searchable so if there is a particular word oh. that you're looking for apparently that is completely working i i will take credit for it but it was not an intent um it's just a nice. nice it was a nice thing that i accidentally found out 
Yeah, it's really interesting to go through, too, because you hear him yelling at you on the Moon Seraph of Tower event that we're going to get into a little bit all the time. And <laughs> it's oh, just geez. mumbles at that point of a madman. And there are some actually nice little tidbits of lore tucked away in here. A lot regarding the Awoken people, a lot regarding like the fire team, Eris's fire team, just more fleshing out of the world, which is kind of nice. Uh, so major shout out to Blue on working on this. He's been sending me screenshots and clips of this for the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He says the last 48 hours was a thing, but it's been for the last couple of weeks that we've been doing this, aka he's been doing this. So a big shout out to him for that. My other shout out actually goes to my best friend, Easy Cole. Yes. She actually just got hired on as a game dev. She's been oh, nice. trying for over 10 years to break into the to the uh, the game world and she got hired on by I I cannot remember the name of the the company, but one of the former Destiny devs started his own gaming company essentially and this game that they're getting ready to put out which is kind of like a rogue tower base game it's not rogue tower but it's similar in the style where your ancestors or after you die when you come back it might be uh like a descendant type thing which that is all that i know about this game but she just got hired on by them for a community management type position that was described to her you're basically deej for us Yay. which is kind of cool so poorly timed games thank you black flag all right. yeah. So, big shout out to her for that, and congratulations from all of us over here. Be sure to yeah, check out a couple of their titles huge. when whenever they release them. Yeah! Got at least one player. For sure. Blue? Well, as always, I just wanted to take this moment and thank you for your time, and then remember, until next time, remember, with wisdom we conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast. And let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.